All American Gunslingers presents Ubaldi Reports. Hey, this is John at Ubaldi Reports, the one wet uh, podcast that provides fact, not fiction, on issues faced in America, whether globally or domestically. And before we get started, if you want to find about Ubaldi Reports, just go to Ubaldi Reports um, on all your streaming sites. It can be you can find it and on all your podcast streaming sites as well. We're on uh, almost all the on all the social media channels. So keep supporting Ubaldi Reports. And just to give a little brief background about both of us, I've got Joe Bitts, who's a combat Marine, retired, who was wounded in Iraq. And I served 30 years in the Marines with three combat tours to both Iraq and Afghanistan. But tonight we're going to talk about the rule of law. And the question I posed on TikTok is, does someone's constitutional rights go away just because we don't like them? Now or then? Well, even now, I mean, no, now, no, it's, it's, uh, no, uh, well, okay, yes, their constitutional rights go away now because we can clearly see what's going on in Washington, where a candidate, a former president, is being charged with something as a president, where you have, who was at the time a vice president, both. Both were vice presidents and um, a secretary of state that had classified documents and nothing's happening to them. Well, see, I look at it for something that Alan Dershowitz, um, he was a constitutional constitutional scholar emeritus at Harvard Law School. I mean, uh, and he's very liberal. He even said, I did not support Trump. I think he's wrong for the country. But he goes by the rule of law. And what he said is, here you have prosecutors who openly state our job is to get Donald Trump and they're doing everything they can. Mm -hmm. You have Letitia James in New York. Um, well, they're weaponizing the, the DOJ. Oh, that's it. But it mean, even at the state level, you have the D, um, the attorney general for the state of New York said, I, she campaigned exclusively, I'm going to get Donald Trump. You have Alvin Bragg do the same thing, the DA in New York. Now, what's I'm going down in Georgia? Isn't Georgia? Georgia Georgia's is, next, right? Georgia's like the next shoe to fall on the indictments. What, and that what, was, exact, what exactly? Are they like election tampering or something? That's what they're alleging, that Donald Trump called in to the Secretary of State during the 2020 election and stated that you need to recount these votes, you need to throw this stuff out, and he was trying to interfere with the election. The problem that I'm having there is you have one of the grand jury members was oh this is I think about a month or so ago was openly on the media circuit saying that I'm going to get Donald Trump and he's guilty and he's this this and that. Okay, hold on real quick. So kind of breaking in on uh, TikTok here where Eddie Jeffries kind of chimed in. So he didn't do any of these, which we're saying Trump did have classified he documents. As per se, but we also are saying that there's a unfair, uh, there's an unfair equivalent to the Democrats because they also have uh, well, the problem classified is, documents not, and nothing's happening to them. I'm not trying to dispute that Trump didn't have classified documents. I'm not saying that, but if you look at the standard, how Trump was treated, vice how Joe Biden was treated, vice how Hillary Clinton was treated, you can clearly see a different standard. Now. Trump had it in his Mar-a-Lago compound. He was working with the FBI. Now, there's a speculation. Now, we'll have to see this go into court. And this is all alleged in the indictment that he obstructed justice 
and he lied. And um, by how is it obstructing justice? But that's also, the ch- that's the charge that he obstructed justice because the FBI and the, the, the government agencies wanted this. And this goes back to but the, the government agencies just came in and took it anyway. And that's the point is then Trump's attorneys were now allowed to be there where, when the, the do- uh, classified documents were found in Joe Biden's residence. Joe Biden's attorney led the attorneys led the um, the investigation into these classified. Then you found it at the the University of Delaware. You found it in his office space, and a lot of this goes back, to, or some of this goes back to his days as a U.S. senator, which was back in 2008. So the question is, it wouldn't I wouldn't be so uh, mad or not upset, but not be critical of. Donald Trump, if, if it's done fairly, even before this, look how the Russian collusion narrative was framed when you had um, John uh, Durham, who did the special counsel investigation, and they found no evidence. And there was even no evidence to even support the, um, the beginning of the investigation. You had the FBI was so... Um, in, not enraged is the term I want to use, but they just didn't even do the bare basic now well we have we're having issues with the fbi as is because along with this investigation or whatever's going on more things are coming up that the fbi has been hiding or holding and stuff like that but even but like with the trump russian collusion investigation i remember james comey who was then the um um the, the fbi director and he was interviewed by Brett Baer on Fox News. Now, I break his head, it's Fox, but Brett Baer is a fair journalist. Mm-hmm. So we asked him, so did you guys verify the Steele dossier, which was the impetus to get this thing moving? And um, James Comey said no. And Brett Baer was kind of like, you can tell the mannerisms, like, wait a minute, what do you mean no? You never investigated? And he didn't care to investigate. Yeah. When I first read the Steele dossier, I was like, man, this is really damaging to Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. But then my next question is, has this been verified? To this day, has never been verified. And so, now we find out, not just the John Durham investigation, we also know during the um, the trial of Michael Sussman, he was a, 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 um, a Clinton operative, and then the tr- uh, uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign manager even stated that She's the one that pushed the Russian collusion narrative. And then through John Durham's reporting, we knew that we now know John Brennan had briefed then President Barack Obama and then uh, Vice President Joe Biden that there was this um, Russian collusion narrative being pushed by Hillary Clinton and they didn't do anything to stop it. Well, also, it just kept going. And then there was the whole Adam Schiff thing that kind of something went down today. Well, what it. they did is the House. Republicans tried to censure and they fine Adam Schiff because what's censure? That means you kind of you, you, you get a you, slap on the wrist. Is that yeah, in a way, in a roundabout way. But what they wanted to do is punish Adam Schiff because he was the chairman of the um, House Intelligence Committee from 2018 until the Republicans took over the Congress in January. And what he was doing every time he got on the news. You know, CNN, MSN, whatever news program that had him. He kept saying, I've seen mountains of evidence. There's Russian collusion. He is guilty. He he colluded. He worked with Russia. He was given information with Russia, and he was doing Russia's bidding. And then John Durham's report came out. There was no evidence. Mm -hmm. 
Now, if you go by the Inspector General report of the DOJ, this was Michael Horowitz was appointed by Barack Obama. Michael Horowitz said that the investigation had grounds to get started. John Durham disagreed with that because there was no basis of evidence to back up to get this thing started. But then after that, this is where John Durham took over is there was no evidence to keep it going. Mm -hmm. I mean, based off what? Was the $16 million kind of like that they were trying to find him with was just kind of, hey, because of you, you had to pay I would have to go back and find out what the, how they came up with that $16 million. But the point is they wanted to punish Adam Schiff for- oh, Which um, they should have. Which they should have. But I think it's the way the Republicans were going about doing it, were fining him and doing other things that was a gross violation of the Constitution in a certain, I think it was like Section 2 or something. So that's why other Republicans, I wouldn't read so much why the other Republicans didn't want to do it. I think they didn't want to set a, a precedent that you're using, you're doing this, which especially the fining part, which um, goes against the Constitution. But that said, the question, like I said at the beginning of the, the program was, does somebody's constitutional rights go away because you don't, particularly like them and you can see the the you can see how the investigations into hillary clinton you can see how the investigations into hunter biden uh, then you can see the investigation to joe biden now we have chuck grassley through a whistleblower said that the burisma executive spent had 17 phone calls 15 with hunter and two with joe and they transferred 10 million dollars to the Bidens, five went to Hunter and five went to Joe, the big guy. Mm -hmm. So the question becomes, and everybody can you know, go out, look at the Trump kids, but we all know what business the Trump family was in. It was resorts, it was casinos, it was hotels. I ask anybody who's critical of what we're saying tonight, tell me what business did the Biden family do? I mean, when they, when James Comer, who's leading the House Oversight Committee, they got some bank records that were flagged of being questionable business dealings. Mm -hmm. So they had to subpoena, and then because they were about to subpoena the Treasury Department, they released them on, I think it was like one or two banks. And what they found out there had like, I think it was like $5 million come into the Biden family. And it went to Hunter, it went to the children, it went to the brother of Hunter Biden, and even went to the granddaughter of, of Joe Biden, who's now a social worker in a high school. So my question to this is, what does a social worker in, the, in high school get thousands of dollars from China? Well, I mean, we can always speculate or surmise. I think what the main kind of focus is on is like what the FBI is holding against or holding. Yeah. Or not investigating this that information. And there was a very credible whistleblower that actually was paid $200,000 by the FBI since the, the Obama administration. So you can't rule this out. And now they're trying to get this document. I think it was like a um, 1020 or something, something like that. That's unclassified, but the FBI is holding it up saying we, it's going to reveal a source. If it's unclassified, that means anybody can look at it. Why not give it up unredacted? And but the question we need to know is, why hasn't the FBI investigated? Why hasn't Merrick Garland, just to put it, to keep everything well, above board, why Mayor, haven't they appointed a special counsel? What is his name, Merrick Garland? 
with the Merrick Garland is the Attorney General of the United now, States. Now, wasn't he going to be Obama's Supreme Court pick? He was going to be Obama's Supreme Court. The Republicans failed to move him forward through the committee and through, um, obviously, uh, to be um, on the court. So he didn't get it. So is so, then Gorsuch kind of came in right after Gorsuch came in because the Republicans, they were kind of using the rules set by Harry Reid, where Harry Reid said we're not going to we're going to elect all the judges by just simple majority because they controlled the the Senate. And then when the Republicans took over the Senate in 2014, they said, okay, now we're not going to hold anything. We're going to you know hold up, and we're going to use that rule. When it came to the Supreme Court, it became the, Re- the Reed rule. We're just going to do it by a simple majority. Mm-hmm. And then when they didn't um, appoint or select uh, Merrick Garland, then when in 2018 the Republicans took oh, I mean, the Republicans had it, and then when they took over, because Donald Trump was the presidency, they can um, nominate, vote on, and get a Supreme Court justice. That's how three got into the Supreme Court. Yeah, and the only way that the Democrats are able to get one in is to make a older Democratic-leaning Supreme Court justice retire and put one more in. Yeah, so and that, so that's where we're at right now. But the question goes back to the original point. But does this slow down Trump with the the like his the invest or the indictment? The Supreme Court has nothing to do with that unless it gets to the courts. It would have to go through the court, the federal court system. This trial isn't going to be over. I mean, um, the the Democrats, or at least the pr- prosecutor, I think it's Jack Reed, wants a speedy trial. That's not going to happen. This is trial is going to go on they through right next. To one, though, do they? Well, you can the, the defendant can go through a speedy trial, but with all this going on to go over every piece of evidence, it's going to go into next year and then beyond. Democrats, I think, like it to be a, lengthy because the focus becomes all on Donald Trump and not on the issues facing America. So, if you're Donald Trump and the 2024 or the 2024 election does go in your favor. Do you pardon yourself, or does he? Well, let it, or con- does he let it ride? That's a good constitutional question because Jonathan Turley, the constitutional scholar, and even I believe Alan Dershowitz, the same thing, said it's never happened before. But in a plausible scenario, the president could pardon himself, and then this well, all goes away. And the most we ever got was when I believe it was Ford pardoning Nixon. Ford pardon the reason Ford pardoned Nixon. And that that was the one thing that kept Ford from winning the presidency. Oh, really? Was, well, that one there was other issues, but that was the one thing that people oh he should have con- convicted. Um, they should have charged and tried Richard Nixon. Gerald Ford was a consummate moderate. He was from Michigan, and he just said, uh, "I don't want to put the the country through a trial of a of a president." So he just said, "Let's just pardon him." It's just like Gerald Ford when he was retired. Remember when Bill Clinton went through his impeachment? Yeah. Gerald Ford was against the impeachment. He wanted uh, Bill Clinton to be go to the well of the Congress and get rebuked by Congress, you know, speaking out of what you did. You made terrible mistakes. But he didn't want to. He looked at what was best for the country. And even right now, I think, I granted, I got it that, Democrats don't want to see Donald Trump in, uh, as president. Now, there's a, there was a tweet or an interview that uh, Joe Biden did when he stated that he's going to do everything under his constitutional power to keep Donald Trump from becoming president. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Hold on. We know I gotta. So you're saying our current president said he's going to do everything he can in the Constitution to stop Donald Trump from becoming. Now that was either in the New York Times or CNN. I can't. Was I read this it. recent? This was a couple. This was a while back. Okay, because I'm just trying. It was before Donald I, Trump. I, I would declared. have to go back. I saw. I read it this morning. Because that's isn't that literally? You're literally. Well, that's elect, the. Your Well, that's the problem they want to find out. Now, for our read, our listener's sake, I got to go back and see where I read that this morning. It wasn't in some obscure thing. It was a prominent. Yes, John does do his proper research. Yeah, and he it was will a, get you the answer whether it was before or after. He, but it was in a prominent uh, site, though. But but the the question is. Did Don, did Joe Biden work with Merrick Garland? Now Joe Biden t- currently says I'm I'm not doing anything. I'm my hands are are off on this. But did he coordinate with um, Merrick Garland? And did Merrick Garland coordinate with Joe Biden or anybody else in his administration at the executive level? We'll mm-hmm. have to find out when Freedom of Information Act request or when they start subpoenaing some of these witnesses because Republicans are going after. The president, especially when it relates to taking money from foreign countries. So I did interrupt you earlier on about what was going on at the indictment or pending indictment in Georgia when it comes to Donald Trump. And you were saying there were flaws in it. Well, there was election interference. That's what the the indictment's going to flush out to see what that was or if they're going to charge him. The problem I see it is this goes back, like I said, to the original question. Does someone's constitutional rights go away? Do you want, if you're going to be potentially indicted, you go into a grand jury, do you want members of that grand jury to say, I'm going to do everything I can and get in? Because remember, grand jury testimony is supposed to be kept secret. Supposed to be, you're not supposed to leak anything. This person got up in front of the news media and said, I'm going to do everything I can to get Donald Trump. And the media lapped it up because it was going against Donald Trump. When in reality, they should say, you know, you can be charged because you're tampering with the grand jury. Mm-hmm. And again, do you, put yourself in that situation. If you were going to be potentially indicted and you were going to a grand jury to see if you were going to get indicted, do you want someone on that grand jury to say, I'm going to do everything I can to get you? No. How is that person impartial? So I think that's where Americans are seeing this is they see what happened, how the, the, the DOJ, FBI held, de- dealt with Hillary Clinton. They're seeing how the FBI had the laptop of Hunter Biden since um, 2019 and did nothing. And you see how they're treating this, this scandal with Joe Biden about receiving money and all his family. So then you had the intelligence agencies – one of them is now we're finding out Mike Morrell, who was acting CIA director for both I mean, for Barack Obama, twice. Um, he was working with Anthony Blinken or Tony Blinken, who's now the Secretary of State. At the time, he was acting as the foreign policy advisor to Joe Biden, and they circulated a letter from all these different intelligence chiefs, CIA directors to say that that laptop was Russian disinformation, the hallmarks of Russian disinformation, when in the letter, nobody is actually, of those 51, nobody saw or read that stuff. Maybe we get away from the laptop, but we still have like the FBI with paper or with uh, reports saying that there was a bribe between Burisma Correct. and the Biden. Well, the Burisma executive is saying he spoke with 
Hunter Biden 15 times, but the key one is he spoke with Joe Biden twice, and they transferred $10 million, and $5 million went to Joe Biden. Now, and there's probably not text, but probably a phone or recording, correct? Yeah, there was 18 phone. They, they taped 18 phone conversations. The reason they did that, in case this gentleman got into trouble, he could say um, this. Now, remember, when, jo- when Donald Trump called the leader of Ukraine— asking for assistance and, you know, finding some of this stuff out, they leaked that phone conversation, and that started the first impeachment. Where's the the animus on this? Why is there's no intellectual curiosity by the media? And what about the FBI? Mm-hmm. Now, remember, think about this. How would this been handled if it was Don Jr. or Eric Trump? Would they be getting the same treatment or not tre- or not be treated the same way. Well, no, because their name last name is not Biden. If and, it that, was Trump. and that's the point is, and that's where our constitutional. So that's where Alan Dershowitz. I go back to him. He says he, I'm a lifelong Democrat. I'm a staunch liberal, but when I see wrong is wrong, you're going after someone because you don't like them, and that's a dangerous precedent we're pushing. Well, okay, if what's okay, so we know the problem is that they're not a fair and balanced justice system, how do we fix it? Where we fix it is we definitely got a clean house. I talk to, and I work at a law enforcement supply company, so I deal with federal, state, and local law enforcement officials. And um, I talk to every now and then we get a couple FBI agents come in, and they're under a strict standard. If you lie, you're done. I talk to, an example, I talk to a lieutenant in one of the county sheriff um, departments in our local area, and he said, if I lie and I'm, in, I'm charged and convicted of lying, I'm fired because I can't, be, I can't ever serve or be um, a witness in a criminal case. Mm-hmm. Because they'll say, you lied here. Who's to say you're not lying here? There's a, a deputy somewhere. I can't think. I, I want to say it was in Florida, but I'm not positive that the person was fired for lying because he lied on a criminal case. Well, they are going back and look at every case he touched, and there could be um, defendants who are convicted are now going to be released because how do we know he didn't lie there? Mm-hmm. Your credibility is on the line. So look at the FBI. You have James Comey who leaked classified inf- information and took classified information all to, all to get a special counsel started, and yeah. he lied about it. He was the number one. Then number two, Andrew McCabe lied about leaking information to the media. He was there. Then you had one of the lead attorneys at the FBI altered evidence, lied to a federal judge to get a surveillance warrant off off Carter Page. Do you want that to happen to our law enforcement if someone's investigating you to have the prosecutor lie, alter evidence to get a search warrant? Or to get a surveillance warrant? I mean, look at all this. Look at the treatment of how this is done. Mm -hmm. And that's the point I'm going to is just because I know Donald Trump um, stirs passions on both sides. But again, his rights don't go away because we don't like them. Because I tell everybody, eventually, if you believe that, the pendulum could swing the other way. Once it goes after these people, what happens if they come after you? Mm-hmm. 
And that's what I think that is the scariest thing now because they indicted the most the top person pretty much in the world of bringing a Donald Trump in and now nobody is safe. Well, they- and the, and, but see, that's the point. And I think it was like Jonathan Turley had made a wrote a column today. I think it was in the messenger. And he said that we're at a point now that both, both Trump and Biden are so polarizing. This is what the world looks at. But if you look at the broader view of the FBI and the DOJ, I would tell our listeners, you may disagree with what I'm saying here, Ask the Olympic athletes, the Olympic gymnasts who went to the 2012 and the 2016 Olympics. One in the 2012 was in uh, London and the 2016 was in Rio. Mm-hmm. Every one of those girls was sexually assaulted. And the FBI field director, chief, knew about it but didn't do anything because he wanted to get a promotion when he retired to get a job as running security for I think it was the Olympic or Gymnastics Federation. Because he didn't do anything for another year, these girls were sexually assaulted. Yeah. And you, I, I remember listening to a testimony last, um, let's see, what was it? It was at the, either in 2021 regarding this. I mean, ask them what they think of the FBI. The only reason they got caught is because other female athletes heard about it, and that got reported over to the local police who broke the story. So these girls, you had over, I think, hundreds of – Gymnast, we heard about the ones that went to the Olympics, but what about the ones who didn't go? Well, let's kind of like segue over to uh, Penny, the uh, the guy that is. Oh yeah, the uh, one in um, New York City. The one in New York City that was being indicted for pretty much just restraining a guy. We've all learned this maneuver. It's you know where we do a. It's kind of a chokehold. Yeah, it's a chokehold or it's a blood choke where we're not necessarily cutting off the air, but we're cutting off the blood circulation to their brain. They were very, they're like, oh, he did it for 15 minutes. Where there's a video of him not doing it for 15 minutes. They really want this guy. Well, but see, this is where our country is going. They're wrapping this all around as a race issue because... The 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 the, um, the alleged vic- the victim the person who was was mentally ill he was had violent um, a violence in his past he previously had had an arrest warrant for hitting a, a 67 year old woman he was you know doing he had 44 arrests so this guy was a violent mentally ill individual because he was black it was framed as a black um, it was a race issue it had race had nothing to do with it even one of the um, the, the the witnesses on the train who was happened to be African-American, there were others, went to the police saying, I was scared out of my my mind. This guy was a hero. He, he jumped in and protected us. Now, all this was going on. The police weren't there because they'd been neutered by the soft on crime policy by Alvin Bragg. Now, a lot of the civil rights leaders, including um, or most especially um, – what the hell is his name? Um, Al Sharpton frames it as a civil rights issue. But I would ask Al Sharpton, if you so cared about that individual who was killed by Neely, why didn't you bring him into your home? You mm-hmm. make a lot of money. You're a millionaire. Why didn't you bring him into your home? Yeah. Why didn't you take care of the, the mental illness? And remember, um, the former mayor, um, de Blasio, 
his wife spent um, eight hundred million dollars on mental health, and they couldn't. She couldn't name one thing where the money, what it did, what good did it do? So all these people. So if he was in the family, why didn't you take care of them? Why didn't you house them? Why didn't you do something? So this guy stands up when he's threatening everybody. He's threatening violence. So finally, someone acts, and then we're going to punish him when it goes awry. I'm sure he didn't meet. He had no intention to kill him it just happened in that particular instance so think about it you're on a train the train's moving this guy's harassing screaming throws his jacket down what are you going to do if it's your wife or your sister or your daughter or your girlfriend are you going to you're going to hopefully someone stands up now because of this why would someone want to stand up and defend someone knowing you're going to be prosecuted. So it's so he's got indicted by a grand jury. And there's always the, the, the adage of you can indict a ham sandwich. So we'll have to see when he goes to trial, if it gets to trial. But well, we'll have to I, see I, how that well, goes. It may have passed the grand jury, so it should go to trial, right? It should, but there could be other motions to say. Well, he does have a, a, a very hefty legal fund he no. does there's a gofundme uh, page that well that and desantis raised a lot of money for him too yeah but i mean it's but this is where we go back to the rule of law it's like in seattle there was a report i think it was um i can't remember where i read it i got to go back but they were saying that seattle police are told you will not charge anybody for property um you know destruction of prop private property if it's anything less than seven hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. You look at San Francisco. A lot of the big department stores, like there's this one Westfield Mall. Yeah. Almost all the store, all the big box stores are leaving, because they they say they cite the criminal activity. And California passed Hold a proposition. I do. I do. Gonna want to maybe add in something because we have a Westfield Mall right down the street from here in Florida, and a lot of the big box stores are pulling out. Of there too. I don't, and we're not in a very high crime area. I do think maybe with like a little bit more of the, uh, I wouldn't say recession. Okay, it's a recession, not a recession. And with COVID, so I think there's like a perfect storm of there's things a perfect coming storm, in. But this could have been the ice. This could have been that one impetus. Yeah, like, no, and I would agree. Like, you know, maybe they were looking to pull out or finding, maybe looking for a reason to pull out of the stores and then when the crime thing was just like a little bit more more than they could handle then you're like okay we're done that could have been that could be true but the case in point is if you read some of the crime statistics in um, san francisco they just skyrocketed i mean you can't walk the street i was there in 2013 at a business conference this is when i lived in california and within the block of the hotel, I never saw more homeless mm-hmm. in my life. In my life, I Have grew you up been in California. It's nice out here. I was born and raised in California. California is a phenomenal state. It's just horribly managed. My brother still lives out there with his family. I've talked to people who live out there, and I, I still follow this the the, um, the California politics because the way California goes, the rest of the country goes, mm-hmm. and it's a disaster. That state is an utter disaster, and it's a shame it doesn't have to be. All right. Uh, just let them know on TikTok that uh, after the podcast, we're going to hang on for a little bit if they have any more questions to add. 
I don't think they can hear me as much as well. They can hear you, John. There so you go. go. And then, uh, John, how can you get a hold of us? You can go to, you can first check us out on all the streaming sites. We try to post this in a couple days after this or day after this. But still, once it gets posted, you can still catch us in every other podcast on all the podcast um, streaming sites. You can go to our social media platforms or you can email us at UbaldiReports uh, Ubaldi at gmail.com. And we're, our goal is to do this every day, Monday through Friday. But we still need your support. We're trying to expand this into a bigger and greater audience. So we'll do this. we did this today because Joe had um, an event with his daughter. So I just wanted to th- um, put it out there. He's, spent, he's a good father, a good family man. So he wanted, I, we gave him that. So next Wednesday, it's always going to be Wednesday at 730. And before I turn the time over to Joe to, to tell him about his podcast that he does, I like to wish every father out there and those that are father to a child happy Father's Day because every child needs a father or a father figure in their life. So I like to turn the time over to Joe so he can describe his podcast, what he does. You can follow us on All American Gunslingers. We do have a podcast. We're going to get more going on in the month of July. So uh, if you want to listen, all platforms, All American Gunslingers, uh, and then also look out for allamericangunslingers.com. And we will talk to you guys soon. Yeah, and keep following Ubaldi Reports till next Wednesday at 730 Eastern Standard Time. Keep following Ubaldi Reports.